When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Sports Day. Minwoo Lee started nervously yesterday, but eventually shot a final round 68 to finish 20 under and win the Australian PGA at a beautiful Royal Queensland. It was his fourth victory of his professional career. Joining us to tell us all about it and what was an engrossing four days of golf and look ahead to the Australian Open is Steve Kuypert. Steve, welcome. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good, thanks, Steve. Now, you are the Associate Editor at Australian Golf Digest magazine, so you're all over this. What an amazing tournament it was, and how happy were you for Minwoon Lee to uh, get the chocolates? Um, yes, a, a terrific tournament. Um, really good to see Minwoo win and, you know, really see Royal Queensland in a great light as well. It's a terrific golf course. I think it's a tournament that's grown in stature because of going to RQ, as everyone calls it, and when you get a winner like that, and and to win it in such emphatic style, I think um, it's done great things for both the tournament and Minwoo Lee himself. Do you think, Steve, that this is the the leverage to take Australian golf and the summer of golf to another level, a, a champion like a Minwoo Lee? It's a great start. Like it, it's something I think promoters, fans, and even us in the media, we, you want one of the top players to win, one of the marquee draw cards at any tournament, but Minwoo Lee is just so likeable and he's such a good golfer that I think we're just only just scratching the surface of what he's capable of. And um, I, I really think he, he could really explode in world golf. He could be one of the world players to watch next year and this could be part of the springboard. Uh, I guess the only thing that um, perhaps might work against him is after these two weeks, uh, the Aussie PGA and, and Australian Open, He'll probably have a bit of a break, um, as most of them will do over December, January, and just hope he doesn't lose momentum. But uh, he's too good a player, um, I think, to to switch off completely. And so um, I'm I'm really expecting big things from him next year. Steve, as soon as you said he's so likable, we both just smiled mm. and we were like cut watermelon in here <laughs> because he is so likable and his energy that he brings, and it's a real... Um, it's he's a dynamic type of player. Um, what is it about his specific game that, that that you can see him challenging the rest of the world? There doesn't seem to be a lot of weakness. I mean, he hits the ball a mile, but that's pretty much a prerequisite in, in men's professional golf these days. But he's got a short game that's got a lot of variation to it. He's he's not shy about taking on difficult shots and playing kind of the cute pitch shots around the green. And uh, he's got confidence and, and swagger. You know, I think he walks that fine line between confidence and arrogance beautifully. Um, and he he warms to the crowd. Like you saw some of the interaction over the weekend in Brisbane that he, he just, uh, you can tell that the crowd can actually lift, lift him. He feeds off that energy and 
uh, he's got great energy of his own, as you can, as you said. And um, I, I think it's just a great combination for him. He's got a bit of showman about him, and uh, he's just a, 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 a you know a tournament hardened professional that's just getting better with experience and confidence. That fine line between and that balance between arrogance and confidence is so true, Steve. Because I actually followed him on Instagram today, and I looked at his yeah. most recent post. And he posted the chip in, the 50-meter chip for Eagle on that par 5 ninth hole himself. So he's not afraid to show people that he can play and how good he is. The question that I have for you is how good can he actually be? You know, can he win a major? I'd note that this is, his, uh, this is his fourth professional win. Can he win a Masters? Can he win an Open? Absolutely. He's got the game for it. Um, he, he's, he's got a, actually a really good game for Augusta, I think, um, at the Masters. But... He he's he's developed such an, a strong all round game. Like there really isn't a department of the game he struggles in, um, and I see no reason why he can't be a top ten player in the world, even the number one player in the world, um, and win majors. I, I really think that's the kind of star level we're talking about. And um, you know, maybe he's not that he's been a slow learner, but maybe he hasn't had the self-belief until now. But I just think this year in particular, that's surely coming. And, and you can see it in him. You can see it, as we're saying, in the way he conducts himself at tournaments and while he's playing. And um, I, I just think that he's he's really come um, into his own this past year. And I, I think we'll see more of that next year. But yeah, I, I hate to be cliched, but I think the sky's the limit. I really think if he stays injury free and motivated there's nothing stopping him from reaching the, the very highest points of um, professional golf so steve from the hot at the pga to maybe the not um <laughs> cam smith had a real stinker and he missed the cut and uh you could see frustration overflowing a lot of people would have seen on social media him belting his um bag with his own club and uh you know, he's just like a like us all mere mortals, I suppose, when we go out there, lose some frustration at times. But uh, how does he bounce back? Um, he's obviously been at the, the very, very top end of, of world golf. How does he bounce back a week later for the Aussie Open? Uh, he says to himself, that's golf, and wipes the slate clean and treats this as a brand new week like last week didn't happen. Um, that's That's what any pro golfer has to do. Really, any golfer has to do. You've... You can't dwell on the bad stuff, even though it's relatable. Like you're saying, everybody yeah. watching Cam sort of implode on Friday kind of goes, oh, well, I've been there. <laughs> and uh, the, the best thing you can do is not dwell on it, move on. Um, it, it's probably a little fatigue. I remember last year um, he came back after obviously a huge year in so many ways, um, won the PGA, but looked like he was running on fumes at the Aussie Open. Maybe that's a bit of a similar case for him now, but he's won the PGA multiple times. I think the, he, coming into this fortnight, he would have been secretly targeting the Open over the PGA because it's kind of the missing one uh, on his resume. And so he's kind of got to just go, okay, forget last week. Let's just be all in on the Open. It's pretty much his last start of the year. Um, so let's give it everything and, and see if he can't win it. But um I sense there was maybe just a little bit of fatigue at play um, last week. From a golf, from an amateur golfing perspective, we play a bit of golf, but nothing like these guys. And it is amazing going to watch them and seeing how clean they hit the ball, how consistent they are, which makes it even more, I guess, agonising when things go the other way, like Cam Smith, as Bryce just mentioned. But how good an advertisement 
was this tournament for Australian golf? I, I guess looking from the outside, it feels like, and you might know, you'd certainly know more than me, but it feels like Australian golf has rebounded the last few years, and this was an excellent advertisement for the game in the on these shores. Yeah, uh, yeah, spot on, exactly right, and it's um, we had a, a good field because it was obviously co-sanctioned with the um, DP World Tour, and so you had um, a, you know a bit of an international flavour to it as well as most of our homegrown stars um, competing and uh, a, a great winner, good golf course and just a really good vibe to the whole tournament. Um, depending on what your take is on the party hole, I think most people kind of feel there's a place for that in pro do, golf. Do you like it? Now. I, I do if it's not every week. Like I think if, if it was um, every tournament, it would become a little bit, uh, you know, okay, same, same. The novelty would wear off. Um, but it's a really good hole at Royal Queensland that they do it on. It, it fits, it works, but you're not always going to have that every week. So, um, so long as they don't overdo it, I think it's a concept that's got a place. Um, but just an all-round terrific tournament. I mean, after the COVID years, we sort of got a little bit starved of, of top-notch professional golf. Uh, I think last summer was a bit of a revival. Um, we had the Australian Open being... Um, men and women uh, for the first time last year, which will be the case again this week. Um, you know, the tournament went back to Melbourne last year. It's in Sydney again. So there's a good sort of uh, window right now. You know, it's, the, it's these couple of weeks of the big events, but it really does actually feed into next year. The, the stretch from late January through to March is, is packed with local tournaments, maybe not of the same prestige as the Australian PGA and Australian Open this fortnight, but... The tournament scene is very much back up and running in Australia again, and it's terrific to see. What are the measurements for it, Steve? Is it, is it people attending? Is it uh, likes on uh, social media? Is it, it, it where, where is it? Is it viewership? Uh, is it streaming? H- how is it all coming together, the growth of Australian golf? Because I, I just felt with the PGA, it seems to be resurging. Now, maybe it's just because um, the, the, the winner was uh, so vibrant about it, but I I just feel there's a bit of momentum. Is that shared in all the measurements that uh, that, that that are on board? Yeah, it's a really good question because it's probably all of the above, isn't it? You know, it's it is the broadcast numbers, it is the the following online and social media, and it's it's sort of every one of those metrics um, put together. Um, I've actually just left a media conference um, in Sydney where James Sutherland, the CEO of Golf Australia, announced the latest participation figures for 22 slash 23 and um, golf's growing in terms of participation um, at at all levels and club membership's gone up and the number of golfers playing simulators and, and mini golf and all the various forms of the game are all still feeding off that COVID boom. um, But it's been sustained. And, and so the game's in a, in a really good place in Australia in a lot of ways. Um, not every way, because, of course, we've got a couple of golf courses in um, suburban environments fighting for their livelihood, which is a whole other topic. But in, in so many ways, in terms of uh, you know participation and, and just interest and uh, the tournament scene getting back to where it was, uh, you know, the sport... Um, it's it's still a niche sport, but uh, I feel like it's getting more and more eyeballs just in the sporting community as a whole and, and the general population. Um, you know, it's, it's a good time to be 
involved in golf and to, to really be part of it, whether you're a follower, a player or both. Steve, let's look ahead to the Australian Open in Sydney beginning on Thursday. Who's going to win? Give us a bit of a preview. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one because obviously two courses, which um, looking at the forecast, it does appear it's going to rain these next couple of days, but the actual four tournament days look reasonable. Um, a, a bit of it will come down to how similar the weather is on Thursday and Friday because the, the two fields, um, men and women, will play across the two courses and you might find one side of the draw gets an advantage potentially because of the wind or the weather. Um, and so it's, that makes it a really... I mean, golf tournaments are hard to pick at the best of times, but I think that adds an extra layer of complexity to, to this week. Um, and we sort of saw that last year in Melbourne as well across two courses. Um, but, I mean, Minwoo's an obvious favourite. Is he going to kind of... Is there going to be a bit of a fatigue factor for him as well? Maybe. I think he does actually have a bit of a track record of winning, but then not having a, a great week um, immediately after. And that's just something you learn as a pro golfer. And in the women's side of things, well, his sister, you know, Minji's yeah. going to be the one itching to, to win the Australian Open. And, and that's sort of part of it. You've got a lot of good golfers in the men's and women's fields who just haven't won. So, um, Hannah Green, Minji Lee in the women's side of thing, neither's won the Australian Open. Um, Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, they haven't won as well. So they're all hungry to become our national champion. And so um, that's, that sort of motivation is definitely going to be there. But they're, they're a little bit in the, you know, the mercy of, of the draw and, and the weather and, and obviously a pretty strong field packed with um, you know, top Australian and a handful of international players um, on, on both sides. So it'll be fascinating to watch. And Steve, you'll be watching it. You'll be there for the Australian Golf Digest magazine as the associate editor. Really appreciate your time. Love your insight, and we'll speak to you again soon. Terrific. Thanks, Bryce. Thanks, Tom. Uh, always happy to, good, uh, happy to talk to you anytime.